How you doing? Good. Good evening. This is the Bucks Banner Podcast. It is a little bit weird, and do not be shocked. Do not change the dial. Uh, our faith, our fearless leader, Colin Albums, having a little bit of technical difficulties, but Scott and I are still here on this odd, not a victory Monday for the Bucks. Scott, how you feeling? Good, man. Yeah, lots to lots to take in. Kind of feels a little bit like dad's away on business. We can kind of do whatever we want for dinner. You know what I mean? And also, exactly. dad doesn't know how to bring a power cord home or, or you know, <laughs> any of the essentials of, uh, you know, running a podcast or anything like that. But uh, hey, here we are. Let's uh, let's see what we can do. And yeah, no kidding. The box lost. Little funny. I think a lot of people are not used to seeing us on uh, after a Bucks loss. Not just because they don't happen that often, but usually when they do lose, we find a way to get out of doing the pod. So it's yeah, actually, exactly. you can hold us accountable finally for one of these Mondays. So It's true. Um, yeah. There's like some weird natural disaster that's only happening in our three yeah. living rooms or something like that. Yeah, I know. It's weird how that works when, uh, when the bucks lose, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Hey, you want to get right into it? Uh, Seriously, I- we should. So the bucks lose Kyle Watson comes in with the, uh, I think a feeling that every Bucks fan is feeling uh, this Monday. Um, Bucks lose 36-27 in the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. It mm-hmm. was the nightmare on Bourbon Street. The Bucks, <laughs> they they got it going early. Um, I think that first drive it looked good. The first drive of the game was a Saints drive that was a, basically a three and out, and yeah, Jameis moving all over the field. But it felt like they kind of had it in in uh, under control. But then. Um, but then the Bucks come out and score right away. But it was it was some of the things that we've seen all season from this team is just the penalties, just nonstop penalties. And it's just it's the thing that I was kind of hitting on two weeks ago, where I was just talking to I was talking to you guys, and I was just like I just need to see, I just need to see this team play air free football. And they did game. it against the Bears. They did yeah. it against the Bears. But the Saints, obviously, that's not the same Saints team that we saw in Seattle. No, um, they played a much better game as well too. So credit due for them, but I think the Bucks really beat themselves in this game because it, it it shouldn't have been close. But go ahead. No, and like and uh, I think it was Terrell Bryant. There were just penalties, penalties, and uh, MF and penalties there. And yeah, man, and there's you know some penalties don't kill you, and then some do. And every it seemed like every single one that the Bucks uh, the Bucks had was just an absolute killer. The 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 roughing the passers, which you know. A little bit iffy yeah. to say the least for uh, for Devin White, but then there's a taunting call in there. Uh, I believe it, it was he one got away two. with one. Of, he sorry to cut you off, but he got away oh. with one of the taunting calls. The first one, he tackles Ingram out of bounds and literally pushes his head yeah. into the sideline. I was waiting for the flag, and I was like, yeah, "Oh, I guess they're not. I guess they're not calling that today." Yeah. And then, like the next three times that it happened, they were all over Devin White. I know so. that's that's when you hear the announcers. You know, oh, they're letting them play. And then it's like, no, no, they're not. <laughs> no, just they're definitely not. Series and something like that is going to happen. And, uh, you know, it, it'll yeah. absolutely get called. But yeah, it, it was just too bad. It, it just, it really piggybacks off of last week's show, what we were talking about post the Bears game. That was as clean a football game as, yeah. uh, as some, as a team can play. And, you know, obviously there's funky stuff between the bunk, uh, between the, the funky bunks uh between the bucks and the saints no matter what and new orleans is always weird and uh yeah. you know sean payton gets them up and Jameis was playing well before he got hurt simeon obviously he was. did enough which was crazy you know i'm looking at the live lines as soon as Jameis left the game and i'm like oh how do we not how are we <laughs> not hammering the bucks here and then again they take the lead or a third time they're down by two with a minute 40 left. You're feeling pretty good that the Bucs are going to win the game. But um, yeah. sorry, I'm a, a little bit of a tangent about their different chances to win, it felt like. But no, turnovers, no. key penalties, not getting off the field on third down, whether it be just not making a tackle or because of those penalties, and it, it'll kill you. It's just hard to win. It's hard to win in the NFL, and it's really hard to win on the road. It's so it's so true. And, it, and it's like you look at the stats, you look at the, the box score after a game like this, and – you talk about third down efficiency. The Saints were only five for fourteen on third down, but they gave up six first downs off of penalties. Off penalties, like, so, like it's just it's you're they're literally beating themselves when they're yeah, playing like that. Right? Exactly. Um, so add those to the stats, right? Obviously, exactly. That's that's one of those hidden um, 
you know, box score things that you need to actually dig deep because that that's so huge. The whole exactly the whole NFL is basically predicated on getting off the field on third. Like defense is getting off the field on third down is making one big play or like one stop in order to do it and get your team the ball back. And it's just it's hard. It's it's totally. hard to do right. So you definitely don't don't hit the quarterback in the head like you just yeah. Can't do yeah. It. Like you just can't do it, and and I yeah. understand. Hey, I totally understand some of these penalties that are getting called league wide. You know, quarterbacks ducking and the taller guys is it's a helmet to helmet things like that. I, yeah. Hey, you can't avoid that. That's just they're gonna have to do something about the rules and make it maybe even more subjective about uh, calling that a personal foul. But it just was one of those games where everything went not just. I shouldn't say went against the Bucs as if they were screwed or anything like that because they, no. they shot themselves in the foot. But it was it, they were it was, climbing, they were climbing uphill since like ever since what halfway through the first quarter just seemed like one of those games. They couldn't believe they had a chance to win. It was really bad, and it, and it it comes down like one of the times where I was like, okay, maybe this isn't the Bucks' day. Yeah, um, was William Golston. William Golston had the, one of the worst roughing the passers I've seen in a long time. Gets his helmet knocked off and basically mm-hmm. is just so upset about that that he just hits. Uh, I think it was Simeon was in it yeah, in the Simeon, game at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and it just not only does he take the penalty, but Winfield gets an interception on the back end that just gets yeah. negated because of that. And you're just waiting to see. Okay, when are these guys just gonna like? almost grow up and just be like okay we can just win this game we can just beat i know every team in the nfl because we have the roster to do it we have the quarterback to do it we have the coaching to do it and then it's the weeks like this when they come out they just kind of beat themselves and you're just like why is why is this so hard I know. Um, and and maybe it's because they're trying to repeat like like we talked about a few times on this podcast repeating a championship in sports is one of the toughest things to do especially um, in this league especially in this league and it's it's as much of it is uh like physically it's mentally it's it, yeah. and obviously the bucks are feeling the physical side of that you've just asked their secondary all the injuries yeah. that are piling up there but oh my god mentally it's just you you come into the superdome and you're just like a different team and now yeah. you're you're trying to you're 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 devin white and you're you're getting three personal fouls you're you're just getting out of your element um it's just it's kind of frustrating to see as as two guys who just kind of hop around the league don't really have a yeah. team but we 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 want to see the bucks do well um because we, we would like to bet on the bucks as well too we're already watching all these games that's, right that's so. very true and yes. uh, yeah i mean bo I, I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said and um you know so all that happened and brady didn't have his best game true, and true. you know with four minutes left they had every chance to win the game on the road against a a, a now five and two team, you know, so, you know, a lot of this criticism, we we've mentioned this before, but it comes through the lens of they need to be excellent in order yeah. to win the Super Bowl, Right. So that, that's yeah. where it's all coming from. Is it a catastrophic loss? It's, you know, they gave it the pick six, obviously, but let, let's call it a one score loss on the road in which it was, they were right in it. No, of yeah. course it's not a catastrophic loss. I think it's frustrating. I think it's, I think if you're the coaching staff, you're like, Oh, we like there's we couldn't have just put it together two weeks in a row guys like we couldn't have just played a normal human game for two weeks after like exerting zero effort against or having to exert zero effort against the bears we couldn't have just stepped up and beat this team that we're gonna that we're going to be competing with to win our division but you know they obviously get the saints at home later in the year and um i i don't know it's it's you know it's it's alarming and it's not all in the same breath it's still it's you know the game was still in october so there's a lot of football left but i i was i was i was fooled i i was totally expecting to just to walk in and and really you know like a like a 31 17 kind of never in doubt game but give it up to the saints man they played great And, and um you know peyton's one of the best coaches and there's a reason for that and um you know they deserve to win. They like make no mistake about it. They deserve to win, but that doesn't mean that the Bucks couldn't have won the game. No, no. And I, I was on the same page as you. As much as the the Bucks have like that last, like obviously they won the Super Bowl, they beat the Saints in the playoffs. I thought going into this game, they said they were thinking to themselves, "Let's send a message to the Saints. Like we are two separate classes of NFL teams now." I, I did um, too. I like after losing twice 
in uh, last season to the Saints. Um, the Saints have beat them three out of four times in, in, in the last four yep. times with Brady, right? So, yeah. um, like, just to go back, thinking about the offense, like, Brady, 30, 375 in the air, four TDs, but he's got those two interceptions. He's sacked three times, lose 25 yards on those. It's Lost it's a, a tough too. look. Lost a yeah. I think in the right, right around fumble, the 20. Yeah. yeah, right around the 20, which, you know, takes points off the board. On I think it was, it was on a third down and – um just, he looked he looked dejected coming off the field. Yeah, sure. he did. He did. He didn't play his best game. He did. He did. No. Like numbers were like the stats were there, obviously, but they got down twenty three to seven. So then it was just a you know an aerial attack for the whole second half, basically, right? In order to get back into the game, which they did. But to their yeah. credit, by the way, um, it's just yeah, one of those games. Like I think that's one of those. All right. Super frustrating, but that's when you're happy that it's not college football and uh, you know, a, a loss doesn't potentially derail anything. It's just, all right, Bucks fans that sucked. Uh, yeah. Would have liked to have just gone in there and beaten the saints, but on to the next one. And we got to, we got to be smarter. Like yeah. they have to be smarter. I, these other top tier teams aren't making the same types of mistakes uh, that Tampa Bay is. Any of those, those NFC contenders are, all of them are way, way more disciplined. There's just not that variance of potential insanity from game to game um, from those other teams. And you got to hope Tampa has to clean that up because they're going to have to beat a couple of those teams uh, in the playoffs just to get to the Super Bowl. So, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you for sure, man. That's 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 where I'm coming from. The, this the road gets harder, even though the the schedule doesn't look it looks pretty light. I think. Uh, anytime you see an NFC South team, um, it's going to be a little bit of a fight. And obviously, every time you see the Saints, they're they're going to come to play. And, and uh, it's it's tough, right? Like you look at the history between these two teams, and it's just it's um it's almost unbelievable that the the Bucks won the Super Bowl because they had to go through New Orleans and yeah, and win it there too. And they right? had to win it there, right? So and and, and and it's almost lining up now um you have two teams now that are i think the bucks have two losses the saints have two losses the division's a little bit more you want to say that it's a bit more in jeopardy but it's it's not um with james going out i yeah, think you're just that just changes the trajectory of the saints altogether trevor simeon can put it together for one game uh sean payton can put it together for one game against the bucks especially um he he loves playing the bucks he loves yeah scheming up against the, against these guys as our our uh, fearless leader would let you know as well too uh colin russell's on the on the comments there saying sean payton's owns owns us um it it's it's tough it's tough i think you might not only are you going to see this game, team again this season you could see them again in the playoffs as well too um in that first week of the playoffs so what a roller what a roller coaster for the saints in this game because it Jim, really is like Jameis has 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, I think he has the highest touchdown rate uh, of anyone in the NFL. Like, he was playing fine. Absolutely. Yeah. He was no problem this year, five and two. And they're, but they get a huge win. But at the, but, you know, obviously the cost of losing their starting quarterback, it's just, yeah. um, oh, man. I mean, we're going to get into some injury talk and some, and some stuff, but it's just so yeah. beautiful, this league. Like, it, Obviously, it's a 53-man roster, and uh, it's not the NBA where if the best guy goes out, you're you're screwed basically. But the quarterback goes out, yeah, that's a pretty tough scene. And you know, credit to Simeon, and like you said, you Peyton probably deserves the benefit of the doubt to um, uh, the benefit of the doubt to get Simeon ready to play. But um, yeah. yes, Colin, I did hit Tampa on the money line uh, in the in play. <laughs> I actually so. That, I was just about I, to, I, I was just to echo his thoughts. Like we we kind of skipped over it, but like when you're watching a game like that, are you 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 just see you see James go down? And you're just basically saying, okay, let me. I'm uh, just think like I just how are they getting this done? Yeah, yeah. Are are they going to be able to score anymore? I knew I like you know Tampa's going to score. Like they're just going to they're going to score a few touchdowns and get back into the game. And I figured it was going to be, you know, you're getting whatever odds like plus two twenty five. Um, when they went down 23 to seven, which isn't great, but there's yeah. still a ton of time and it's only two scores technically they really kind of treated as three, but um, you know, I figured it would be a close game at the end and it's going to be 
come down to a coin flip and I'm going to have a chance totally. at it. So I fired away on Tampa and then, you know, they take the lead. Great. Great. New Orleans just marches down their throat. The saints are coming in and like, and then kick a field goal to take the lead. And then I'm still thinking Brady with 140 is a favorite. I know. To score it, it, and this, the broadcasters were right with you, right? They were trying to line it up to to have that clip on Sports Center, just saying, yeah. okay, you can't give Brady this much time, right? No. But no, and then the then the pick six, and yeah, it was just yeah. one of those games. It was one of those games. I never like as as much as I felt good about the spot and the price of that bet. I never felt just good about the vibe of the game. I thought they were gonna act like I don't know. It kind of yeah. played out what as I thought as I was watching it, but. What Absolutely. can you do? On to the next one. I hear you. I hear you. Um, a few, a few bright spots. Even though uh, had some, I think he had a drop late in the game. Tyler Johnson actually stuck mm. out to me when yep. I was watching that game. Um, really, really productive wide receiver for the Bucks. Yeah. Nice, like little ace to have up your sleeve. Uh, Tyler Johnson, just God, they're just one of those guys that Brady trusts. I think, I think Brady, I think we can say that now. Like Brady, that's one of the guys that Brady trusts on this team. Um, and can go to him on a big third down. Can go to him on. I think we we should talk about this at some point. Like I think first down is just as important as third down. And yeah. like if you're going to be able to go out there and throw the ball on, on early downs and having those wide receivers that you really trust. Um, the Saints were trying to take away Godwin, trying to take away Mike Evans as best as anyone in the NFL can. Um, yeah. But Tyler Johnson was very formidable in that uh, third wide receiver role um, with AB out. Um, I think we lost Gronk during that game as well, too. I think it was yeah. uh, pretty early in that game as well, um, which which is tough tough to see. But um, I think coming back from injury, this is his first game back. I, I don't think that was a shocker to anyone. You just no. want to have Gronk ready for the playoffs, right? So and they're um, they're they're actually off this coming week, so yeah. come at a pretty good time, hopefully, to get some guys back right in the middle Seriously. of the season. You know. They played eight games off, and then they they're gonna play nine. So that's solid. But yeah, I mean, I agree. The, the fact that they find these guys and just that he looks good. Johnson looks legitimately good. Look good. And, uh, Jalen Darden too. Jalen Darden too. I just want to say yeah. that as well. He was explosive when he got the ball. When they get the ball in his hands, it's kind of like if you were on the Saints. I'm sure that you're basically holding your breath every time Jalen Darden Jalen Darden gets the ball. So exactly. Um, they, they they've, they're yeah. finding guys that can make plays and um, they just didn't have it. They just didn't have it as a group uh, collectively, I would say. Um, but th- yeah, like you said, definitely some bright spots. I thought pretty interesting. I thought of, it was a pretty distinct lack of uh, playing time for, uh, for try on. Um, he, yeah, he only played eight snaps, something like that. Arians was asked about it after the game. Um, sorry, flipping over the defensive side of the ball. obviously. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it was, he just commented that it was about how good JPP had looked and uh, what he had been doing in practice. I said eight snaps still seems quite low. Super to low. Yeah. I, I think I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost positive. I saw Tryon on the punt team. I don't, maybe I had missed that earlier in the year that he had been doing it. I'd like, but he had been playing punt coverage, but, or kickoff coverage, but that seems wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And honestly, like when I was thinking about this game and trying to go like go through my notes, I don't have like really any bright spots on the defense. Like no. defense was not good yesterday. No, it wasn't good. Um, uh, Steven Glasker comes in on YouTube. Uh, the good news is this team can stop smelling their own farts and actually get down to some serious work and focus on fixing their problems now. And And that is some like. That sure. is some real advice for the guys on the defensive side because yeah. even a guy like Devin White, who we have raved about on this podcast, and even before this podcast started, Cole and I would literally just text about him like little schoolgirls of how how impressed we were with him and what his trajectory was in this league. Um, not a ton of accountability coming from him uh, after this game. Uh, he said in his press conference, "I vibe better when Carlton Davis and SMB are out there." It's That's- really kind of like what are like you've oh. got you're playing these games every week right like you're gonna see these guys in the locker room i'm sure he's not gonna you're not splitting the locker room with a comment like that but yeah like, it's just not protect a, your guys right just not a good look man like no you got a bad he, he, he hasn't been good like no, he hasn't like been, let's just he, say it like for this season devin white has not been the player we saw last season no so 
he's yeah. I hes—I hesitate to say he's taking a step back, but he definitely is not taking a, the leap forward that we were hoping for to, to shoot him into that True. top echelon of linebackers. He just hasn't. He hasn't been that yeah. good. The defense has been good despite injuries, but it isn't terrifying. People can score no. on them. It's not like that. And, and especially if you know you're going to be gifted these personal fouls exactly. every couple of possessions, and that's – that's a big chunk of the field that you're just giving the other team, right? So it's all part of it. I was disappointed yeah. in White's comments. I thought he should have just owned it, and he didn't have a good game. That's okay. Like it happened. Yeah. No, he didn't. He's he's not having a good season. I think yeah. he, like if you're looking at that press conference, you're kind of wanting to see him take some accountability. I think a, a really just like to shift gears. One of the really concerning parts of this uh, team early on was basically say, okay nobody's everyone's so scared to run on us and i think you saw you saw the tide kind of change last week against the bears the bears got out ran the ball a little bit more and yeah. were successful doing it the saints ran the ball 32 times this weekend and yeah. they and they ran it for 152 yards 4.8 carries per touch right like yeah. that is an efficient running attack you you're basically saying i can run the ball on three downs and, and get yeah. a first down with that you're, so, taking, you're taking 4.8 all day. You're taking 4.8 yards per carry all day. Yeah, for sure. That's You're just – you're not uh, – I think this defense is changing the way that they're they're being looked at across the league. Um, they're yeah. not getting the quarterback as quickly as you would think they would be, even when they're sending the blitz. When they are sending the blitz, they're getting, they're getting the quarterback. But when it's just a four-man front, they're not really getting there. And, and that, uh, against the run, they're just not stuffing it. They're just not getting to the side. Like, especially on the outsides where I think you're so used to seeing Levante David and Devin Bush just say, okay, you're, I mean, sorry, Devin Bush, Devin White, yeah. seeing those two guys just get to the side, get to the sidelines and play sideline in the sideline and just be like, okay, you cannot run outside on us. No. Um, and Vita Vey in the front just stuffing everything, right? But it's just not happening. Over the last two weeks, It's that hasn't been there. No. Um you're not as scared, and it's almost. I'm just like, oh, they should they should give Kamara a touch here, and like let's see them run the ball yeah. and like open up the play action, right? So it's I it's agree. it's a tough look. I I think if you're looking on the defensive side of the ball, you are you're kind of nervous if you're a Bucks fan. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. And it's not that the um, pains me to agree. Yeah, Colin. Yeah, yeah. Colin chiming in. He, he needs to be better, and it's true. It's true because a lot of the prognostication was they're going to be able to only rush four because they're so yeah. talented, and they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. Plus, they're going to have one of the best linebackers in football in Devin White, per, yeah. like building off of what he did last year, right? And those two things, listen, neither are terrible, but they're not at the level that people were expecting before the no. season, which was going to, to elevate Tampa as the undisputed Super Bowl favorite, right? Which totally. is, hey, you know, maybe that was pie in the sky because they were still 10 and six last year and then had to go on that run or 11 and five and had to go on that run just to get to the Super Bowl. But um, like the defense is, is, is good, but it, it needs to be shored up. There's, there are things there like we, like we just discussed, they need to get it. They need to get it figured out if they're actually, if they're going to compete in, and actually win this whole thing. And sorry, I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. There's just a lot of good teams in the NFC. I yeah, you know, like I do you do you want to have to beat do you want to have to beat like um, Green Bay and then the Cardinals or the Rams yeah. and then the Cowboys or some combo of that? I don't care where the game is played in order just to get there. Like, yeah, th they have high expectations, but they should look at the roster and look at what they did last year. They should have these high expectations. Defense hasn't hasn't been playing hasn't been playing well enough. That's what it comes down to. Totally, totally. Um, David Turnier coming in on Facebook. We got to realize Devin isn't in his third year, but he plays so good. We just expect him to be solid every time. He still has room to grow. Yeah, I I, I fully agree with you, David. Um, but then say like, that, say that. After I, I, the game. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. as much as as excited as we can get about Devin White, and we should. Um, it is important to remember that he is a third year player, but he is not, he's not being billed as a third year player going wow. into this year. And, and some of the mistakes that he's making and some of the weaknesses of this defense are being magnified by all the injuries you have in the secondary. Yeah. Um, I don't think they lost anyone in this game, which is a good sign for yeah. the first week in a long time. First, first um, time for everything. Yeah. Honestly. And then, like you said, like going into the bye week maybe you get a little bit more, 
you get some perfect. some guys healthy and you get back perfect out timing. there, right? Perfect timing for the buy. Perfect yeah, timing. Totally. So yeah. um with that said, maybe we run into like a few of the games. I don't know what you were watching during the I, during I just, the uh, Sunday, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. One sec, but we definitely can I just want to get back and you know what? That's totally fair. I forget the name of the commenter who said who said that about Devin White. We're giving him the you know the star treatment. Uh, yeah, like Brady didn't have a good game. Not every you don't have a good game. That's not like every single week out there. It, you know to just plug and play and expect it. But Dev, like that's fine. But let's see it. Then let's see it in two weeks. Let's see him be the best player on the field. Let's see him talk about what he needs to improve on because like that's just not the vibe I got. And I'm not a big press conference oh blah 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 this was said that was said but that stood out to me like those those like watching the press conference watching some of the clips after it's like i don't know man like that that seems to not be where your head needs to be at after that performance personally is kind of what i took from it but he is young and uh he's got a lot of guys in that uh, that locker room that will tell him hey man like not a great look maybe let's just uh let's just play a little better but um yeah, you know. I'd, I'd, I'd feel remiss if we don't. I got Troy Palomalu in the chat. I can't oh. believe he's using, like, taking some time out of his head and shoulders to come and talk to us on YouTube. Oh, Troy says, amazing. Bucks need to stick to playing mediocre teams with mediocre coaches. They're good yeah. at that. And, and, and I would say back to that, I watched one of the games that I watched in the early slate before the Bucks just to change gears was the mediocre Pittsburgh Steelers going against the mediocre Cleveland Browns. Um, and and it was. They're they both the somewhat mediocre, mediocre. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, yeah. they're both not that great. So I'm, I'm actually, I was actually enthralled by both, by that game. That was a very exciting game to watch. Um, I was like, a, for me, I'm, I love watching defensive play. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of points in that game, but a lot of play and like a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement in that game, watching uh, Baker kind of fumble over himself. Um, not being able to get it done when they needed it the most. Um, one of the most disappointing things going into this season for us was the Browns, honestly. Like, the Browns, like, as much as we love their roster and just thought, okay, this is going to be an unbelievable team. Their defense is stacked, top from all three levels. Yeah. Um, their offense, their running game is ridiculous. They have Jarvis Landry on the outside, OBJ on the outside. They can, they're healthy this year in Joku. They have so many weapons. I thought they were going to be a lot better. But going into this Sunday, I kind of thought, okay, the Steelers are actually kind of a live dog here, even on the road. Um, they're, they're, they're right there. They're just as good as the Browns, honestly, yeah. at this point, because of their defense. The Steelers' defense is maybe the best in the league, um, depending on what you depending on how you feel about the Ravens and how you feel about uh, – I can't even think of another defensive. Is there any other defensive team that kind of sticks out to you? I mean, I guess the Cowboys have played out of their minds. Cowboys so have far, played right? well. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there are less. Yeah. There are just less. There are less just stalwart defense. Like, I think the Patriots' defense has played pretty well, right? Like, yeah, you know they're holding these teams down. Um, yeah, and like, honestly, the saying. Saints, the Saints, top the Saints tier, defense. top tier defense. Yeah. Honestly, like coming in from. Uh, our our leader here, our, yeah. our, our usual our usual host, uh, Colin Russell, uh, Saints D is legit top tier, which I yeah. I can't I can't disagree with that. Honestly, yeah. they they are uh, they're good on all three levels as well too. Uh, and, and they've got. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna say, and to get to the Pittsburgh Cleveland thing, this is the last. Like that was week eight, right? So yeah. these teams, it's not, it's no longer what the preseason, right? Like we, we got to throw that out. We, we've seen enough of a sample size. And you know what? I'll admit it. I got caught up with this game specifically thinking Pittsburgh is garbage. And I still don't think they're good because I think their wins are bad and their offense yeah. is clearly bad. But I got sucked into thinking, all right, Cleveland, you know, injuries couple tough breaks blah 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 you know they're just not no no they're just not that good and yeah. uh you know as much as i don't think the steelers are great they're still like a real team that you have to go out and beat and i was i you know going into this week i was convinced cleveland minus a three and a half i had no problem with it obviously you'd like to see it under a field goal but still i i thought they were gonna rise up a bit show that they're yeah. In contention in the AFC and in that division with Cincinnati and Baltimore, but they're 
their passing game is stuck in mud, man. They can't do anything. No. Um, Landry and OBJ, obviously, like, you know, OBJ, someone obviously someone's up. He's he he, he can't he can't move. Like there was a there was a play. He was I think it was on a like a, a post pattern. He was wide open. Yeah, ball came a little bit high, and it was to the shoulder that he has injured, and he literally got it up. His shoulder could only go up this high. Yeah, like he can't he can't actually. He's not a hundred percent. So I'm picking on the Browns a little bit just because we did have such high hopes for them. Yeah. Um, but. Like obviously OBJ is not 100. percent Jarvis Landry seems like he's 100 percent now, but they've lost him for a few weeks. Yeah, they're just they're just not the team. They're not that Super Bowl contender. No, they're not they even be. close. They they're, no. they they could sneak in. They could sneak into a playoff spot if they if yeah. they win the right games coming in. But they're not good. And, and you know I've I've been stubborn, kind of treating them as uh, they'll figure it out. They're going to turn yeah. it around. And they're not terrible. They're not anything. They're just whatever and yeah going forward we need to treat them as another one of the middling whatever teams in this league because that's what they are but totally uh, you totally know, 10 and, yeah but just 10 points like 10 like you got to score and yeah. when when baker got the ball back down five i never thought they were going to go down and score never exactly like, exactly no and he's he's his good is good but He's just he's just okay such a high percentage of the time it seems yeah. you know like people people in this league it's like everything they like everyone talks in in absolutes and it's so drastic and dramatic and all this and oh he sucks oh no he's actually a top five quarterback it's like no man like when there's thirty two starting quarterbacks there has to be a fourteenth best one you know what I mean yeah. like that's just how this thing works and that's probably where he falls doesn't need to be killed he doesn't need to be kicked to the curb and he doesn't need to be held up he's just fine we've seen him enough and that's and that's why the you know hey we're talking about devin white not taking a leap taking a, a leap baker yeah. clearly hasn't taken a leap and um i'm sure i was caught up in that thinking that he was going into the season but we knew what he was and he's just okay and he's just okay and the browns are just gonna be okay while he's there i think it, it's it's this is definitely not their year i i, I don't want to write them off completely no. but th if i'm a bucks fan and somehow the browns are in the playoffs or, or in the super bowl, super bowl i would be ecstatic i would probably be counting my money beforehand like well that would, be that like... would mean that there was some sort of bomb hit in <laughs> uh, baltimore cincinnati yeah exactly Kansas city buffalo exactly exactly i'll just name some more afc cities Although Cincinnati, oh my God, what the hell was that? But uh, I mean, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And we were talking about this right before the podcast. Like the big winner from this week to me is the Baltimore Ravens, who are not, on a bye, not playing. Yeah, not playing. The Steelers end up winning, who are to me are the worst team in the division. No one's scared um, of them. No, I would not be scared of seeing playing no. them ever if I was no. uh, if I was a Ravens fan. The corpse um, of Roethlisberger running around back there on Halloween, like he's doing exactly. a impression of himself. I guess I don't know what that was, but yeah. exactly like their their defense is something to is is something to kind of worry about. TJ Watt's going to get to the football. Um, yeah. They've got some great corners and some great safeties, um, but I think you can you're you're going to put up points on them at, at some point. Like they're going to. Well, yeah, Lamar, you can, you can get it done. going to feel like they can, for sure. Exactly. Um, but also the Browns lose to the Steelers. And then the Bengals. The Bengals, who we were, like, ecstatic about last week and, and giving Jamar Chase all the praise we could. And we have been all week, honestly, just kind of taking yeah. our victory lap on Jamar Chase. And there's it, nothing that Jamar Chase did wrong, no. obviously, in that game. I didn't watch a ton of it. No. But I, like, when you look at the box score, it doesn't seem like he was all that bad. But that uh, – you can't lose to the Jets. Yeah. I, I honestly think the NFL should put in a rule. Like, if you lose the Jets – you, it counts as two. You, you get demoted. You, two losses. Yeah. yeah it's not yeah. you get demoted, but like it has to be two losses. That that is a horrible, horrible thing to have on your record. It's true, and uh, I actually think that's being is being brought to the union this week, actually, <laughs> uh, by the other AFC North teams. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like that just shows you, you, you week to week, everything changes. Anyone can, like uh, uh, anyone can beat anyone. Blah blah. No, they really can. Like yeah, seriously. You're watching the Bengals Jets. Jets have looked terrible. 
that they lost by a million last week and then they they beat one of the hottest teams in the league this week you just mm -hmm. you, you you can't say oh this happened last week so then let's assume something similar will happen the, the following week about any of these teams in this league it's just it's just not how the it's just not how the league works it's not how the sport works right it really so, it, it really isn't and it, it's for the bengals it's like they they played a tough game they played a close game with the jags and now they lost to the jets like that's it's unbecoming of a team that wants to be kind of that sneaky sneaky contender in the league yeah um, it's the it's the high ceiling, low floor, low floor team, which yeah, right, which obviously is going to produce some peaks and valleys for their for their season because they'll probably get knocked off by another team that they're not supposed to, and then, uh, but then beat two more playoff teams in a row after that or something. You know what I mean, right? Like yeah. it, that just seems it's that's the way it goes. It's it's so hard to it's so hard to predict and like like really Cincinnati goes and loses to them. Totally. Uh, they scored 31 points and lose to an offense and yeah. they uh and, and you know like the backup quarterback it was the guy it was mike white like oh yeah sure he sounds real <laughs> and what? just killing it to the point that robert solid's like okay we we might uh we never know what's gonna happen maybe this mike white guy unseeds uh zach wilson our number two pick um well, this isn't a jets podcast we're basically never going to talk about the jets other than no. these two like they have but two it, wins it was a pretty had big them on the win. back i'm not that worried about the afc east in general no. uh actually other than the bills I, I i will i'm sorry i will not bills fan i'm sorry about that i forgot you guys were in the division for a second <laughs> but the titans they they the jets beat the uh, beat the titans as well the titans have been a different team since then um, yeah. this week they proved it again just coming back against the Colts um, yeah. 14 they were down 14 nothing and just battled then they got they they remembered or Carson Wentz remembered that he was Carson Wentz as that game went down the stretch and just started giving up points to everyone threw one to his own team gave one to the other team doesn't matter yeah. Carson Wentz will give you points in the fourth quarter it just doesn't it doesn't it usually isn't on your team it's usually the other team that's getting the points um but yeah Carson Wentz is out there he's doing Carson Wentz things um the Colts lost that game basically because of Carson Wentz because of that because of Carson Wentz because of that um but he's yeah at, the Titans the at, Titans are man. a good team yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah Wentz, we're, Wentz we're all out we're all out yeah He's effed up to watch. Like, there's yeah. always something like, just don't, hey, don't do that. Like, I can <laughs> yeah. see that he's about to like, do something. What are you terrible. looking at? Stop it's it. Like, I feel bad criticizing players all the time because I'm like, these guys, not only they've forgotten more about football than I'll ever know, but holy Carson, I'm literally every time I watch Carson once, I'm just like, what, what did you see? What, yeah. like, where were you going with that one? Uh, that's, I, that's where you'd love to be in the film room on Tuesdays. And it's like, they so Carson, now uh, <laughs> what, what the hell? And that's just it. That's just all the quarterback coach and coordinator show. It's like, yeah, man, I don't know. Don't yeah, really know. Seriously. Trying to flip, flip it with my left hand on the goal line. And, uh, you know, hope, hope it, the, like the ball fell to the ground. He's yeah. it, it there. What a game. Yeah. Like, you know, back from a back Great and forth game. standpoint, and uh, sorry to take it back to the to the gambling line. That line was bopping all over between minus two Titans, minus two and a half Colts all week. It was just people deciding where they Everywhere. wanted to plant their flag, right? And then after all that, it ends up going to overtime. So I could, yeah. I feel like that came out a lot of action on it both ways, and then Definitely. it gets drawn out to overtime, which is uh, which is a little bit funny. Which I was I was monitoring the end game on that one as well too, and it went to Titans plus 20 and a half at one point and, and after the second touchdown wow. and uh, they didn't score right away after that second touchdown. So oh, the that's Colts why. had so the Indy, ball again. Got the yeah. Ball back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're just like, how, like I'm not watching this game, but I'm like, how, how is this 20 and a half? Like, what yeah. are you guys seeing? Um, but yeah, the crazy, crazy game. Crazy yeah. game. Um, you know, that, that, that's also a huge, game in that division right kind of a two game like that uh that gave tennessee extra breathing room because obviously the colts would have made up a game in that uh with with that win and then they play in a division with two other cfl teams so it's basically <laughs> just between tennessee and indy right but um yeah. you know i we, we can keep talking about the games uh 
But uh, those were kind of my major takeaways. I feel like the natural segue, though, is yeah. is into the Derrick Henry and injury just from uh, from a league-wide standpoint here. You you knew exactly where I was going. That's yeah. why I brought up that yeah. game and why, like, even though I didn't watch a ton of that game, Derrick Henry going out is Sucks, the man. talk of Sucks. the entire league, and it is the absolute worst I hate when this type of stuff happens. Uh, Derrick Henry out six to ten weeks. He's got some sort of broken foot, I think, some sort of injury to his foot. Um, slight chance he's back in the postseason. Well, it's, six to ten, that would be. Yeah, that would put him on line, put him on track to play in the playoffs. It's his. It's uh, the fifth metatarsal in his foot, um, <laughs> probably from kicking someone in the head as he was running past him or something like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, that that. These injuries suck, man. He was having, he was as valuable or he was having as good of a season as any non quarterback basically in the league. And, you know, for anyone who's listened, I'm, I'm not a, uh, big running back has value guy. Uh, I think there's so many, um, examples where you can plug in the backup and, and not, uh, not miss a beat basically like the, the Cleveland running back, I forget his, I think it was Robinson on Thursday night last, last week against Denver. Perfect. Oh, to Ernest Johnson. Oh, Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Just carved him up, looked as good as anyone. But Henry is like the exception to the rule. He is yeah. by far the best running back in the league. He is better than whoever else they have on that offense. He, the teams will have to like scheme completely differently as a result of him not being, it is not, Everything else I've said about running backs does not apply to Henry and the Titans. That's how important of an injury it is. It's it's a different – he is an uh, absolute definition of a game changer. Yeah. Um, every defensive coordinator is sleeping better at night knowing that they're not going to play Derrick Henry for the next six to ten weeks. Um, yeah. as, as much as it sucks that he's not in, um, it's, it's just so tough. The Titans brought in Adrian Peterson, which – I don't know. That is going to be super interesting to see how that plays out, right? Like, I don't know. Like, did he have something less? Was he with the Lions last? I can't yeah, remember his last stop. But I saw a tweet today. It's like, you know, for anyone who uh, who's doubting Adrian Peterson, they showed a clip of him with the with the then Redskins uh, taking one of the house. I can't remember who it was against. It was like this happened less than three years ago. It's like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I would hope so. Oh, wow. I hope it's within three years of now. Like this is who they're deciding to sign. I, I mean, yeah, he must be putting on a workout show for the ages in order. Like there's a lot of guys that you can pick up. I would imagine, yeah. but Hey, well, it's, it's that time of year, right? Like, it's unbelievable that the Titans are actually playing uh, the Rams next. Week, yes, which they're at who, the Rams, who are literally all in on this season. So this is a team that I think every Bucks fan should be keeping an eye on. Yeah, is the Los Angeles Rams because this is a team that you're going to have to most likely see in the playoffs. Yeah, um, the, the Rams look great, and they've they've funny. mortgaged absolutely everything. We talked about this before the podcast in our little group chat. Um, the only pick they have next year or during this draft is the uh, in the upcoming draft. Sorry, is their fifth rounder. They've given up everything to get Matthew Stafford, to get Jalen Ramsey, and now to get Von Miller. Um, they were given up second and third round picks to get Von yeah. Miller oh. in the upcoming draft. And this is basically saying we need to win the Super Bowl back to back, or none of this was worth it. None of this is worth it. We, we have nothing as yeah. far as draft capital goes in a, in the league that values draft cop draft capital more than absolutely any any other league. Yeah. Uh, they've given up absolutely everything to go in. They're adding Von Miller to a defense that was already very very stout, very good defense. Um, and now they're they're going to line up a bunch of downs with Von Miller beside Aaron Donald, which yeah. is and terrifying. Obviously, that makes that's natural. So we have. Tennessee at uh, the Rams in one of the games of the week this this uh, this upcoming Sunday. Yeah. Some significant roster changes with with no Henry sucks. Can't wait till he hope I hope he gets back as soon as possible. Me and too. with the Von Miller trade, um, you know it's so funny that though the the Rams tweeted that we're all in GIF and it's yeah. uh, John Malkovich and Rounders, and I was like, he loses <laughs> that hand. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Rams, I don't know. You need to go back to your, you know, 1998 <laughs> poker movies and know that Mike McDee takes that pot. He's like, you know, after uh, Teddy KGB is, uh, you know, is, uh, is string betting a little bit there. But uh, so curious choice, curious choice. Um, yeah. Hopefully they, uh, they find another uh, gif or, or something to use where that person or entity actually wins what they're trying to do. But regardless, sentiment remains. We, the Rams are going for it. Um, wow. Vaughn yeah. freaking Miller. Are you kidding me? Like, uh, we got a comment here from David Turnier. Yeah. Uh, Von Miller ain't the one of old. He's okay, but not what he used to be. Maybe being behind Donald helps. We'll see. It's just another threat, man. Like, it's just another guy you really have to worry about. Uh, you like, you can't chip. You can't chip everyone. And yeah, that's. Like, I think you you hit on like David hits on the right thing there. Um, even though he's trying to take away from the Von Miller thing, being next to Aaron Donald helps. changes who you are as a pass rusher. He's like a a, dude, a lot of a lot of NFL uh, edge rushers would love to have Aaron Donald inside of them because he, you are seeing one on ones absolutely all, day, all the time, yeah. all day. And if you know with the with the rest of the defense, you're gonna be getting these third and sevens, third and eights where you get a chance to eat. And no, Miller's not the same. He's not no. the same. Still no. effing good though. Still a totally. pretty good pickup. Still a pretty good pickup for the the two fifth rounders or whatever they gave up for him. And I and Denver's paying his salary for the rest of the year. Like you're yeah. trying to win. And yeah, Vaughn, not as good as he once was. Still a threat, still a freak out there. And a uh, huge threat. Yeah. I don't know how you you, you, you just you're a Rams fan. You just like you just got to be loving what you're seeing. Loving well, what if you're, you're if you're a Rams fan, hopefully you are only like locked into this season, and you're just yeah. never think. Don't think about anything in the future. Just say, okay, we have to win. We have to absolutely win this Super Bowl at home in in our state in our brand new stadium in SoFi, and it's going to be one of the best parties ever the city's ever seen. But that's um, the whole point is to win. Yeah, like everyone, it's like. Well, it's not like the NFL has an end date, right? Like everything just rolls over. We're just that. Oh, we'll wait till next year. Oh, we'll wait till next year. But we're gonna do this. It's like, well, yeah, someone's got to win now. So you may as totally. well just try. And also, it's like, sorry, I saw another tweet today. I think it was Roger Sherman from the Ringer, and he said something like, "The Rams basically finally had the first overall pick. Pick Jared Goff, and we're like." Ugh, we don't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just gave up every single pick that they've had and traded them for real. Uh, They're just like, players. yeah, we're bad at this. Yeah. We're, we're, we we don't know who the good players are. You guys pick them. We'll trade for them. The draft? Not for us. We're not going to be one of those teams that drafts players, as it were. But, uh, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, just what a pickup. And um, I don't know. Does that uh, – does that change the pecking order for you at all? Or does it just kind of more cement them as uh, we, what well, we already knew, one of the best teams in the league? Yeah, and you know what? We kind of skipped over what happened on Thursday because we probably, like, it's just, once you go through a Sunday, you're just like, okay, well, let's, let's just talk what? about that. That's but true. The Thursday nighter. The Packers. Always, yeah. yeah the, the Thursday nighter was insane. I think the Packers are, if you were, if you were coming out of week eight, kind of just like trying to take a like a water level to everyone. I know this is a Bucks podcast. It kind of feels like the Packers are the best team in the NFC right now. And that's I, I, I love the Rams going and getting Von Miller and saying, okay, we're all in. But it's yeah. so tough to pick against the Packers right now because they're not even full strength, Scott. Like they're not even they're waiting for a bunch of guys to get back. They're gonna get Jair Alexander back. Uh, I know our our, uh, our host uh, Colin Halboom is will kill me for this, but they're going to get Kevin King back as well mm-hmm. too, and Does that's that like it, it, I don't know, maybe that takes something away because Eric Stokes has been playing unbelievably well. Yeah, but like they're such a good team. They yeah. have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is locked all the way in. It seems like when he said it's just one game against the Saints, even though Saints are good and they have a good defense, it really doesn't feel like they're. They're they're gonna they're like this the but the Packers just seem so good. I just, yeah, I, no, I right. can't I can't pick against them right now, dude. The Saints' loss was um, it feels like five years ago. They've won seven games in a row since. They've kind of done it in a in a multitude of ways. 
that was a masterclass by uh, Lafleur and Rogers on Thursday night. How they picked him apart, how they managed the game, kept the ball. Now, granted, you know, kudos to the Cardinals. Green Bay did all that. Now they obviously made the killer mistake with with not scoring, um, what first and goal from the two or whatever at the end of the game that would have put them up ten. Uh, Which like who knows what AJ Green was thinking? I think AJ Green's still trying to figure out what play the what what he was supposed to run. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, sorry, I keep saying this, but I saw another tweet where it's like AJ Green actually announced his retirements during during a play on, uh, on Thursday night. It's like, mm, yeah, that that was that, that was, was one of the most old man moments. I've, I've felt I've that's happened to me too. I've been in the grocery store just being like, why am I in this aisle? Yeah, I know you're you're yeah. just like grabbing pancake mix even though you're looking for salsa. It's like I I, I don't where what's going on? Yeah, hey, been there too, pal. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, hey, no. No, uh, yeah, no qualms with you with you taking Green Bay right now. The other thing is, uh, I do think in general, like uh, home field advantage doesn't mean as much as it once did, but theirs is a distinct advantage in the it's fact that it's one. played in a different climate than yeah. these other contenders would be, i.e., Tampa, Dallas, Arizona, uh, and the Rams, right? Like, yeah. so no, and hey. Tampa went up there and win in one last year. It's not impossible. But we also know that Rodgers is uh, absolutely unbelievable in the cold and uh, and in the playoffs. They just haven't got to host that many actual NFC championship games, which is surprising yeah. given how good they've been. So I do think that means a little bit. I don't, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, the game's in Green Bay. Then, oh, Kyler Murray is going to snap in half in the cold or, or the same thing's going to happen to Dak or anything like that. No, I don't think that. And we know it won't happen to Brady. It's just, yeah. um, yeah, hard to disagree with the Packers, man. That was such an impressive win on Thursday. I would put the Rams slightly, uh, slightly ahead of them still. You feel a little bit better about them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do too. I do too. Just because like as much as I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, I think we're underrating how good Stafford has been all year as well yeah. too. Um, he's he's really good and I think their defense is probably, even with a fully healthy Packers defense, I think the Rams defense is a little bit better with Vaughn Miller. We're getting close to the end here, Scott. I'm yeah. just going to like before we get it get it going, let's wrap this back up with a little bit of Bucks talk. I got Dave Kernier who has been awesome in the comments and yeah, like and man. subscribe bucks banter find bucks Ooh. banter on every platform you've got send us likes send us the subscribes mm-hmm. turn on the notifications we're here every uh every monday for sure even 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 after losses usually after a loss we we try to like go into our little holes and pretend like it didn't happen but <laughs> after a loss we'll be there we're, um, we're always ready to talk we're and possibly on talk. friday friday i don't know what you're doing friday Maybe Colin's probably itching to to pod on Friday as well too. But um, David Ternier, going back to it, uh, we've got the Rams making moves. Do you see the Bucks making any moves? I I talked to Colin about this a little bit earlier in the week. Maybe it's even a week ago from now. Um, I would love, like, similar to the Rams going to poach this guy off of uh, underperforming Denver Broncos team. I would absolutely love for the Rams to, I mean, for the Bucks to go after Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller is basically Ooh. not playing in Denver. Uh, Patrick Sutain's taking those minutes. Ronald Darby is taking those plays, taking those snaps, and he's not even getting on as a as the nickelback. So um, Kyle I mean, Fuller looks like he needs a change of scenery. Um, if I was the Bucks, maybe you go send a third rounder. Not a third rounder. Third rounder is probably too high. Maybe a fourth no or a fifth rounder. Yeah, for a guy who's not playing at all, maybe a fourth or a fifth rounder. You can steal a guy who could make an impact for a Bucks team, even once it, once they get back to full strength. You never know what's going to happen for the rest of the NFL season. Yeah. You've got the bye week right now. Maybe you get healthy, but I would I would love to see the Rams. Uh, sorry, the Bucks take in Kyle Fuller and uh, and and move forward with him. So I don't know what like maybe the chat can chime in on that. What what they're thinking? I agree. I think it's just. Uh... I think it's just secondary help, if anything. But it's to me, it's not about moves for the Bucks. It's just about getting these guys ready to go. And yeah, you know, fan bases get excited over trades and and oh, something to talk about. And like, I hey, totally get that. And if if the right trade uh, presents itself, or you know, you go and make a few calls and Fuller, you've done your due diligence. Fuller looks good. He's just he's just not as whatever's going on in Denver. And you can then sure by all means, but. The Bucs have enough. We know the Bucs have enough. They yeah. just need to be, th- this group 
of their best players needs to be out on the field, right? Totally. And th- there's only so much you, you can do. You can't you can't rejigger your entire roster after every single um, you know transact or every single setback or anything like that happens, right? So I think their biggest move is is getting healthy. As like I don't know, weird as that is to say, but it's that's, it's that's so true. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. And the trade deadline's tomorrow. So like, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm, don't be surprised if they just sit tight because they they you're right. They can just get healthy and be the best team in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's, that's literally all they need to do. Honestly, yeah. Let so. yeah they they don't need to be sending too much draft capital if they don't have to now. Yeah. Now it does make you pause when you see the um, incredibly reasonable price Von Miller went for to the Rams, yeah. uh, right? To to maybe go fire off a, a fourth a fourth rounder for a, a real contributor for the rest of this year. But you know, I haven't seen too much on the um, you know on the on the hot stove or anything like that about Bucks yeah. trade gossip. I think they're really just trying to to get themselves ready with who they have and, uh, and get everyone pumped and, and good to go for these last few months of the year. Yeah. That's just me. That's just me get, trying to get in Jason lights here. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not Jason yeah. light. So if he, if he loves to keep his draft capital, I trust him. He can, he can do that. I'm just saying Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller is sitting there. Um, he was unbelievable for the bears last year. Mm. He's been less than impressive the, this year for the Broncos basically not playing he's healthy he's a defensive back that's healthy I, I i don't know the bucks should add more healthy defensive backs um hopefully they get back smb and carlton davis as collins uh chime in here with uh, as well too but i don't know scott what do you think do you have any uh quick hitters before we go we got we got three minutes left um no i just you know, uh, a few things just to hit league-wide um Disappointed in the Chargers. I thought they really laid an oh egg. God, now, man. not hey, it's no New England's weird. They're gonna like fucking gunk up some games, and that's just what's gonna happen. But Herbert yeah. didn't look great. I watched most of that game. Uh, didn't have his best stuff, and uh, Belichick kind of owned him. So disappointing loss. I was hoping for more from the Chargers to, uh, you know, t- to to go out there and, and get a nice win. And uh, one more, the man, the Dolphins are bad. They, I mean, yeah, this yeah. isn't like a, they, they played a half of they pulled they played one half of football at least. What an amazing non-cover by the Dolphins yeah. this week, eh? Like unbelievable, twenty-six to eleven, and one of the weirder score lines you'll see. Wasn't uh, it like three-three at half or something like that? Yeah, three-three. They and they they actually they did the they went for two and they were down fourteen, so they cut it to six, so it was seventeen eleven. It's like. All right, they're right in it, but they just found yeah, ways to lose, you know, yeah. to, to not get in the game. I, I only say that because feels like they're not in the Lions, um, Jaguars, Texans stratosphere of just awfulness, but they're mm-hmm. man, they they're they suck. They're bad. We can't they're even, to watch. That's probably gonna be the Jets third win is against the Dolphins whenever they play. So yeah. um yeah, for me, like you're right about the Chargers. I was going to give a quick shout out to the Pats as well too. Yeah, um, yeah going into that it. game, they they yeah. yeah they deserve it, man. They they came in basically saying like, uh, basically just they do everything that the Chargers are bad at at covering up. Yeah. Um, they run the ball well. They get through. They get. Uh, they have that short passing game. They're not looking to to blow the top off of a defense. So mm-hmm. yeah, big shout out to Mac Jones and just kind of game managing and 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 smelling blood and, and going for the win there so yeah. um i thought the, the the pats were good um also the cowboys cowboys pulled out a gutty win oh. sunday nighter not a fun game to watch but they 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 pulled it out yeah um, my mike zimmer is cooper terrible. Rush. Yeah. yeah cooper rush mike zimmer is terrible uh yeah. he's he still thinks like football there's no forward pass it hasn't been invented yet yeah. that's an absolutely unforgivable loss for the vikings they're probably out of it now just with that like you have to win that game you have to win that game at home and um yeah lions and jags you are who we thought you were oh my goodness like that's wow just yeah it's really bad it's just 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 really bad but um yeah guys i mean hey to you know we're 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 coming to the end here but uh Bucks fans, enjoy the bye week. We'll we'll be back next week, obviously, to discuss any happenings. We'll see maybe some uh, 
you know, we'll check out what happened at the trade deadline, obviously. But uh, enjoy the bye week. It was, it was a tough loss, but uh, six and two, and uh, a lot of winnable games coming up here, boys. No doubt, no doubt, a lot of winnable yeah. games. And shout out to Bucks Report. We're always so happy to have them host us. Um, you can find us on Bucks Banner on literally any platform you want to look out for. Just put Bucks Banner in the pot and in, in the uh, in the search, and we'll we'll pop up. You'll see the three of us more, most likely. Um, yeah, I was gonna jump on a little bit of a Spartans talk, but I don't think we have time for that. Scott, oh sorry, good to talk oh, to you. Internet's cutting out. Yeah, no, I don't internet's know just about to cut about. out. We're fresh out of uh, fresh out of podcast here. So what a what a what a guy to pop in and say that at the end. Honestly, okay, all right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, This has been the Bucks Banner Podcast. What up, Banks? Please. Thanks, guys.